Hey, warriors, welcome to the Untamed Life podcast, where we are breaking free from those chains of the past and rising to lead extraordinary lives. I believe it's time for us to ditch the rules of this world that are keeping us enslaved in the grind, playing from behind, and instead opt into a conscious and strategic upgrade, one that is founded in spiritual principles that can only be accessed through the power of the heart. So if you are craving deeper, more meaningful relationships, vibrant bodies full of life force, true prosperity in all arenas, and a life of adventure, this podcast is for you. My name is Christine Jewell. I'm a high-performance coach and spiritual mentor, and together we will awaken the king or queen you are destined to be so that you can experience the fullness of life that's waiting for you. Let's dive in. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. It's Christine Jewell. And as always, I am here to stretch the way that you think, because when you change the way you think, you change your life. When you change the way you think and the why behind your thoughts, right, the heart of the matter, behavior modification begins to take care of itself. I really do believe that if we get our heart in the right place, we restructure our thinking, actions follow. You can definitely act your way into situations. I'm a big, you know, believer in taking aligned action. It's very important, but so many of us are taking a lot of action every day and we're finding ourselves exhausted, exhausted, exhausted. We have more on our to-do list. The, the minute we check something off, it seems like 10 more things get added on. You know, there's just never ending list. So I want to start to do a, a little series on a lot of the questions that I get asked. And one of the ones that has come up recently is really, I do not know how to keep this pace up. Like I do not have enough hours on the day. How, how am I going to do this all? And I'm going to say, you can't, you can't keep up this pace. If you've been operating from a frenetic pace of just go, 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 go all the time, I want to invite you into a conversation about redefining, you know, your spaciousness in your life. But really what I want to talk about is redefining what work means to you, what work looks like to you. I want to challenge this because a lot of us know work to be the thing that we do nine to five, or we're working on our business or in our business. We hear that all the time. Work is kind of like what you do, and then you have a life, and then you play, and then you, you know, have relationships, then you work out, you work, and then you do the other things. If you have been in this high performance world for a while, you know, maybe you've imbibed this idea like, well, work, well, what if work can be fun, right? That's kind of the, the next ev evolution here is what if work could be fun? And that seems to be a mind blowing concept for people. Like <clears throat> we start off with all this gung ho, we're passionate. Think about when you originally started working for most of us, maybe it was survivalist, you know, maybe we were working just to, to make some money, to make ends meet, all of this stuff. But really, at some point, especially if you started your own businesses, you've founded businesses, you're running companies, there's things that like really started to excite you, hopefully, about the work you were doing besides just making more money, right? So what was the fuel that was driving you in the past? And so maybe you got to this place where work wasn't a grudgery thing that you had to drag yourself through every day, but maybe you started to really notice you were really fueled by the work that you did, which was awesome, right? 
But there's still this dichotomy or this separation between work and life. And everyone is always asking, how do I create more balance between work and my life? So the first question I I usually ask people is like, what does that even mean? What would that look like for you, right? That is the classic question. I mean, what, what do you mean by that, right? But what I want to go further than that is even further than what if work could be fun? What if the, the way that you work, the way that you lead, the way that you work on your processes, like what would be the most life-giving way for that to happen, right? That's a huge shift in the direction uh, that I think starts to bring more life into us. But today I want to go even further than that. And I want to kind of introduce this idea that what if we've got work, the idea of work wrong, Okay. And I'm going to go into that in a minute, but first of all, I want to backtrack a few years. So about five or six years ago, I hit a place where I would call it the perfect storm, where it felt like my business, my body, my relationships, everything was burning down. It was really shortly after that, that I decided that I was going to really embrace a lifestyle of slowing down to speed up. By the way, I had no concept of what slowing down was. Everything in my life was about speed. You guys know this push, push, push. I'm a, I'm a sprinter. I I was a soccer player. I ran track. I liked fast sports. I liked downhill skiing, not cross country. I like, you know, um, mountain biking. I I raced, (laughs) I I raced in uh, running. I raced in bikes. I raced in swimming, like everything. Thing that I like was about speed. I like fast cars, fast, um, you know, roller coaster rides at theme parks. Like I just like speed and I'm a quick start. So for me, the idea of even like slowing down my life, besides the fact that it, there was a whole cascade of programming with that, that was like lazy people are slow. People that are slow never get anything done. People that are like, I had so many storylines around slowing down and so much resistance I got to work through to restructure all of my thinking like recalibrate my nervous system to this new way of living that I have today, which is a lot more space, a different pace, right? About working, playing, and I'm going to redefine work here in a minute, but really embracing a different way to live. I still like speed and I still do sprints, right? I still have moments where I'm sprinting. I'm doing a sprint in a workout, maybe on the bike or on the, uh, trainer or, you know, on the rowing machine, maybe I'm in a work sprint and I'm like in it to get things done. I might be in a sprint in, in a relationship building season, uh, you know, do working on some different relationships. So there's definitely times of sprints and there's marathons. There's gotta be time for recover for spaciousness. And so really adopting more of this lifestyle of rhythms, rhythms. And I talk about this a lot and I'm not going to do a whole episode on that because I've done plenty of them. You can go back and listen to, but here's what happened recently. So about five, six years ago, I started adopting this slower life. It's probably about five years now. And it took me a while to really get to a place where I enjoyed it. And there was openness in my day, open spots, unscheduled time. Right. And so I want to say this, a lot of people say, I just need more time, Christine. I just need more time in my day. And I want to challenge you. And I want to call BS on that because if you have more time, you will just fill it with more of what you're already doing. And 
That's really what I see is that when people open up more time on their schedule, they anxious for a moment, they start getting anxious because they don't know what to do with themselves in that moment of spaciousness, in that moment of just not having something scheduled. So unconsciously or consciously, they just start refilling it with the same old things that were exhausting them. And a lot of it is because we have this psychology that we need to be producing, we need to be working in order for it to be work to be productive, to be moving the needle forward. And so I want to say, I get it. I'm right there with you. You know, I have that old program. Sometimes it creeps in. And recently I noticed I, I created even more spaciousness on my schedule. Okay. I really created chunks like days of open space because I said, not only do I want this space to create and to be inspired and to explore and to reflect and to do strategy and vision work, I actually want this space, spaciousness during the week to live a really, I'm just going to say yummy life, like to really enjoy sitting down and like having a slow lunch, going for a walk multiple times during the day. If I want to going grocery shopping without feeling guilty that somehow I'm wasting time, you know, going to a chiropractor, going to just doing the things, not because I'm trying to cram them in between meetings or shove them in on a Saturday, but because there's time and space for me to walk, to play, to stop, to talk, like to really live. That's to me is what this balance or harmonious life is that everything is sort of working to support everything else inside of this ecosystem. And so all of that to say that as I opened up more time, more spaciousness, okay, I embraced even more because I know that I only receive to the level that I'm available for, okay? So some of you, that might be a really challenging concept, but if there's no time on your schedule and there's no space on your schedule and there's no space in your mind because your mind's running 24-7 and there's no space anywhere else, like in your heart, because you're so full of all these overwhelm and emotions and there's no room for you to receive anything new into your life, whether that's attracting the right people into your life, attracting the right projects, the right partnerships. Like if if we're too full, we literally repel everything else. There's no space for it to come to settle and to actually take root. So I've created and adopted this lifestyle and way of thinking that's like, I get to create space to have room so that things can actually come into my life and, and, and I'll be able to say yes to them. Now, Here's the thing that's really shifted for me. There have been moments in, as I open up even more spaciousness where that old program wants to creep in and it's like, I can almost hear the chatter, right? The chatter of like, oh, you need to be doing something else. And I can feel that tension again, because anytime you're growing, anytime you're expanding, you're growing in your identity, you're growing into your next season. You're going to have tension between the old identity, the old way of doing it, the old belief systems and the new space, being able to to sit in that tension, in that discomfort is the key to be able to train yourself to be in those moments where the old mental program's running and your body's uncomfortable and you could train your nervous system to relax through breath work, through grounding, through, you know, just self-awareness, observation, mindfulness, prayer, to be sitting in that and being okay with it. 
And so I was going through my own little season here recently of just being stretched again as I'm like, okay, I'm ready to receive. And I made a commitment that I was going to take my fingers out of the pie. Like I was going to delegate more some things. I was going to pass some things off to some experts and hire team on some of the things that I was doing that I knew it's, it's not for me to be doing this anymore. I need to open myself up, make myself available for, for the next level of work. And here's what I want to say is one of the things I did is I have a couple days that are wide open and many days I don't start till noon, many days. There's several days that I don't start well until 12 o'clock. So it was one o'clock before I sat down today to record this podcast. And what I noticed, some of the, the tension that was coming up, even as I was walking around the block, you know, I do this prayer walk in the morning where I walk around the block and I listen to music and I just take the time to really connect, connect to myself, connect to nature, connect to God, you know, and I sing a little bit. My neighbors probably think I'm crazy. I'm singing and I'm dancing and I'm praying and I pray over the neighborhood. By the way, side note, doing a prayer walk is such a powerful, powerful battle strategy to do spiritual warfare in your neighborhood because our neighborhoods need the protection uh, and the covering of God. My goodness, in this time and a season like we have right here, right now, so many of us are just pissed off at our neighbors. You know, we go, to, we will go for a walk down the street. People won't even look at each other half the time. They gripe about their community members and whatever. And there's so much division and there's so much grumbling. And really, when we look at the larger scope of what's happening in the world right now, the wars and all of this, it's like, it's just augmenting what's happening at the micro level. There's grumbling, there's division, there, there's judgment, there's anger, there's, you know, just talking about people. There's all of this energy that starts with a lot of judgment and shaming and wanting to separate. And it sounds like horrific when you think about it on a grand scale in terms of what's happening, but we do it every day inside of our own communities, inside of our own homes. It's the same little tiny roots that turn into hatred long-term that create division and a house divided always falls. So one of my practices has been to walk, you know, to pray with my mom, my husband over our house to pray together, but to also walk around the neighborhood and, you know, bless the neighborhood, bless the ground that we walk on, that we're called to bless the community. And you know, those difficult people that you just want to walk by their house and like, you want your dog to poop on their lawn <laughs> and then you want to leave it there. I know I just said that that's awful. Those people, they need extra love. You know, the people that are grumbling, the ones that are the, the ones that you want to love the least are the ones who need it most. So I do a little bit of extra stopping and, and, and like praying over those, those spots where I know like we've got to smooth out those areas inside of our community where there is tension, right? Where that energy, where those spirits are, because that's what I'm here for. If we're the light, we're supposed to be the light in the dark, right? So I want to, as I walk around my neighborhood or whatever, to bring the light. And one of the ways I do that is through singing and worship and praise and blessing my neighborhood, blessing the ground I walk on. And I do a three mile loop around the neighborhood. So that was kind of a side note and very important battle strategy because people think spiritual warfare has to always be so intense and deep and heavy. But really, if you study the battle strategies, um, of the Bible, especially, and, and the art of war, I've got Sun Tzu's art of war. It's like, it, there's a lot of just being in the right place at the right time, being focused, staying light, right? Not feeling heavy, depressed, discouraged, because that's, that's when it's easy to be under attack. So we need to stay light. We need to stay light in our hearts, light in our bodies, light in our spirit, light, meaning physically light, emotionally light, mentally light, 
rejoicing, rejoicing in all things. And this is the perfect lead in. Oh, thank you, God. That was a perfect lead in because we, we think everything has to be heavy. And so we have this idea that work has to be heavy. The, the things that we need to tackle in life, like, like these things that are happening across the globe or, or spiritual warfare, the challenges that we're facing inside of our marriages, inside of our community, like it needs to be intense and heavy and, and all this stuff. And we will compromise our health. We'll compromise our mental health. We compromise ourselves. We martyr ourselves in a way to keep going and like doing more for, for work. And we almost feel guilty about being light. We feel guilty about being playful. We feel guilty about taking care of ourselves because we have this idea that if we do so, it's selfish. Everyone else needs us. How can we possibly be happy while other people are suffering? How can I be at the office? Uh, how can I leave the office early while other people are working? Like there's so many mental programs that I hear that are running off of guilt and a lot of guilt, a lot of guilt, a lot of guilt. I'm going to tell you, guilt is not a multiplier. Guilt is not an expansive um, emotion. It really will make you feel heavy. I'm saying all of this because as you think about what is your work right now, what is your most meaningful work? I was noticing that I was walking around the neighborhood and I'm spending my mornings now, I'm investing my mornings, let me change that, in, in like taking more time to really fuel myself, to exercise, to fuel my brain, to fuel my body, to walk around the neighborhood and pray, to connect with God. And it's funny that as I do that, even today, I went to the park, I was doing my workout, I went to the gym for a bit, I was outside in the sun doing some breath work. And then I just, boom, I got so much inspiration start to just drop into me that I wrote about five outlines for podcast episodes and programs and frameworks and strategy that, that I would have in the old days thought that I had to be sitting at my desk in order to be doing this stuff, but it came effortlessly, naturally, organically when I was doing the work that mattered most first. And it was awesome because after that, it's like everything that I thought this morning when I was journaling is like, I need to set aside some strategic time so that I can work on these things, da, 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 da. Then I went to, to do the work which was working on my body, which was working on my mental health, working on my spiritual life, working on relationship, and the other work takes care of itself. It becomes a lot more effortless, right? I'm sharing this because the, the mindset shift I really want to invite you into is redefining the idea of what is considered work. Today, as I look at it, like working on my body is the work, working on my vessel, purifying it, cleansing it, training it, strengthening it, energizing it, making sure that I am a walking, breathing vessel of life force that has the capacity to handle things that are being thrown out at my body is so important. That is the work. I can't possibly do the level of depth of coaching, uh, mentorship that I do that, you know, to be able to access some of the, the things that I'm able to access if I was mentally foggy, if I was exhausted, if I wasn't sleeping. So it was a total like mind shift, <laughs> like a mind bender for me to really get this. And I hope that this lands for you today is that wherever God is calling you next, whatever the next level of work is, if you have been stuck in a certain season, if you've been stuck at a certain level, if you have felt stagnant, like no matter 
how much I work hard or nothing is moving, I want to invite you to really challenge, challenge your definition of what work is and what is the most meaningful work you ought to be doing right here, right now at this time in this season, in this moment that the world is in. For me, working on my body is the work because when the vessel is right, it's like, boom, it's like all of a sudden I'm wide open and I just receive that next thing of inspiration and it's so effortless to go execute on it, right? It's totally different than forcing myself to sit down and then do it. There's a lot of studies around this. There's a lot of science around this. This isn't new, but to really shift where it becomes your way of thinking and you believe it is a totally different place. Working on my mind, my mental state is the work, challenging the programs, you guys, critical thinking, cultivating your ability to challenge the, the old traditional thinking that is no longer working the mindsets, the beliefs, the operating systems, like to, to check in, like, how is, how's your mental health doing, right? Am I thinking clearly? Am I able to think? Am I able to see clearly the vision, right? That that's ahead of me. Do I have access? Is there space? Is there clarity of mind? Or is everything just noisy and confusing and congested? And, and I'm just taking more caffeine and more energy drinks and more Adderall and more whatever everybody else is taking because I work with clients that are taking all this stuff just to kind of stay up and get going. And that's the thing is we have got to step back and redefine because we're taking all this stuff because we think we have work to do, but the real work is to get your head really clear so that the information comes at the right time so that you have clarity around what to execute on. So working on your mental state is the work. Working on your physical energy, emotional energy is the work. Working on your relationships is the work. These are the areas that I find often get shoved to this, the bottom, working on our spirit, working on our relationships, working on our mental and emotional health. These are the things that are always lowest. I do this, the life arenas assessment with clients when they first start working for me or with me. And in fact, I'm going to drop it below. So if you guys are listening to this podcast, I'm going to offer this free assessment. It's very simple. It's very quick. And I'm going to put together a little video that just kind of walks you through this. But there's these areas that I I really evaluate and I have people gauge where they're at and um, it gives you an overall score. And there's lots of different variations of this out there. This is the version I've come up with that works for me, works for my clients. But at the end of the, at the end of the assessment, it gives us a score of where you're at in terms of like fulfillment, like really feeling in alignment and fulfilled. It's crazy how low the scores are when people come in and often they're like in the 30 30 to 40% range, 60% people like that are landing in the 60% that they, those are the ones that feel like they're doing good, but they still know that means I'm operating at about 30 to 60% of what I believe and know that my capacity could be. And that in itself is so limited because we're, we are limited by, you know, what we think we're capable of. So when I, when I get these results and I'm like, wow, 30% right now, you're operating somewhere around 30, 40, 50, 60%. The areas that are always the lowest that I ask them, what are the arenas that are so low right now for you and that you know are sucking up the most amount of bandwidth for you? It is always emotional, mental, or physical stress, 
right? That their physical, mental, or emotional um, space, energy, or their relationships or their spirit. And these are the areas where they're, they're usually the lowest and they're the ones that create the most momentum, right? Because we're, why? Because we're so fixated on the other part, which is career, mission, purpose, right? But, but it's costing us all of these other areas. And at some point we hit a place where we're not getting ahead anymore in the, the old work as we defined it, which was the job, the business, the company you're running, the whatever, the people, right? Everything starts to really feel like a grind and a halt and a standstill because we are out of, we're totally out of balance. And I, I talk a lot about being out of alignment, out of integrity, but I want to say that today's episode is really about redefining, reshaping the way your belief system around what is the work right now that is most important to me. So I want to invite you to consider what if working on your body, your vessel was the most important work, was the work today? What if working on your mental health was considered work? What if working on your relationships, your most intimate relationship, the one with yourself first? Last week I did an episode with Brent on becoming the CEO of yourself. If you want to lead others in a powerful way, if you want to lead others in a way where they will not only respect you, but stay with you and they will become leaders themselves, you must have a solid relationship with yourself, with your inner man, your inner woman. You must know yourself so that you can lead others well. So are you working on, are you working on the relationship, cultivating the relationship with yourself? Are you cultivating relationship with your spouse? Because that is, you know, the relationship with yourself, the relationship with God and the relationship with your spouse. Those are the pillars, man. Like you get those things right. Everything around you begins to just start to lock in place. Those are the core relationships. We always want to build from the inside out. So if you've really been thinking about, oh my gosh, what's my work? What's my work? What should I be working on? I want to ask you, are you working on the things that matter? Are you working on your heart? Are you working on your spiritual walk, which is where faith comes from, which is where courage comes from, where like the ability to endure and persevere and move forward in times of uncertainty when you are grounded, that's where that comes from. It comes from knowing yourself, knowing yourself, like spiritually being grounded, having the body that can handle all the fluctuations in the environment, right? The wild swings, the, the constant noise, and to be able to stay grounded. These are the factors that make the other work that we're here to do. So for me, that's coaching, podcasting, speaking, teaching, writing, all of that. It makes all of that possible and so much more effortless, more natural. It's an extension of the core work. The core work is not the, what I produce or what I create. The core work is the internal state of who I am that allows everything else to be created from that, right? So that, that outer work becomes a reflection of my internal work. Now, I want to say this because I say this a lot. Your external world is a reflection of your internal world. So if your external work is at a standstill, right? The work that you go to do on your business, again, I'm going to I want you to think about the parallel. Look at your business, look at your teams, look at your business growth, look at what's been going on, look at what's happening in your, like just look around you. If it looks like things are stagnating, stagnant, 
difficult, hard to, you know, people are leaving, people are not connecting to each other. There's division. It, it is almost always a reflection of what's going on inside of you. I would challenge you that if you got on the phone with me and we dug in together, a couple things would be going on. If there's division on the outside, you feel like there's internal division inside of you. You probably feel like you're in an inner civil war somewhere within yourself. If you notice that externally you, it's chaotic and unsettling and people are unsettled, I bet that internally there's a bunch of anxiety, right? Like it's always a match. So I hope that this conversation really invites you to challenge yourself in those moments. If you are really taking the path, <laughs> you know, the path of a different way of living that is much more congruent, that's more life-giving, that's more sustainable, the way of a multiplier, you will have those old programs come up. You will have that old chirping coming at you with all this noise that you're being lazy and you're not working and you're not doing anything and you will need to combat that. You will need to have the battle strategy. You need to have your weapons ready. You need to know the lay of the land. So number one is knowing the enemy, right? Knowing that that program is still running, knowing the lies that will be hurling at you, knowing exactly that tension you will feel in that moment and being okay with it. And the training, your training ground right now is training yourself to be okay, slowing down, observing those thoughts, redefining them, leaning into the new work, which is going to feel like uncomfortable, awkward, maybe like it's not going to feel like the right work until it does, until you start seeing the results, the fruits of it. Then it's going to be like, of course, this is a non-negotiable. Of course I work out. Of course I take the time to actually eat instead of just shoveling my food in at the desk while in between meetings or, you know, putting my Zoom on mute so I can eat something and hiding on my video. Like, it's crazy. We need to get back in the right order. Get things back in the right order. So as I leave you today, I want to challenge you. How have you been defining work? What was considered work in your life? What was considered play? What did, was considered balance even, right? I want you to really begin to challenge this whole idea of balance, which is a total crock. You know, it's, it's about having things in the right order so that everything begins to be more of a joyful process, more effortless, more sustainable. And in the proper ecosystem, everything is there to support everything else, right? It's not like everything is competing and you're trying to prioritize and you're, you're, you know, you're just in this constant like tug of war with everything pulling you. That is not the way to move forward. We want to move forward from a whole place, really clear. And so I, I do believe that we're in a time where we've got to redefine, we've got to redefine all of our programming around what it means to be successful, what it means to work, what it means to not work, like what it means to, you know, how much we get to get done versus like the right things, getting the right things done at the right time. There's so much shifting that gets to happen. So I want to give you a couple, uh, a challenge today. I've already given it to you to ask yourself those questions. How have I defined work in the past? What would it, well, how would my life change or look different if really I adopted this thinking that my taking care of my body is the work, taking care of my mental health is the work, taking care of your energy, of your spirit, of your relationship with God, with your core relationships? What if that was the first and most important work? What would change 
in all the other areas. You know, initially you might say, oh, I don't have time for that. Just notice, notice the program, right? I want to challenge you to do that. I also want to invite you to click on the link below and take the Life Arenas assessment. I'm going to make a short video here that's going to go along with that as a gift to you guys. So you can download the PDF, you can watch that video. And I have a gift for you guys on the back end of that, uh, once you have completed it. And, and really this is the first step. We cannot change what we're unwilling to see, what we're unwilling to put in front of us. And a lot of us are pretending we're avoiding We're we kind of know, we know that we know, but we are avoiding really looking at this square in the eye because we know we'll have to do something about it. So with awareness comes responsibility. You're right. You know, so you know this now you're consciously choosing to either stay where you're at or to do something different to change the game. I want to invite you to do something different. I want to invite you to change the game. So go ahead and download the life arenas assessment, watch the video, complete this, um, this exercise I'm giving you. I'm inviting you a little bit into the world of coaching with me now. And if you want to take the next steps after that, there'll be a couple of uh, options for you to, to continue in that work. But um, this is a great first step is to get raw and real with yourself about where you're at and to start to challenge your old way of thinking around work. What is the most meaningful work today? in this season of your life. You guys, thank you for being here. If you enjoyed this show, please take a minute and pass it forward. Like really, this is how we continue to share the message. If I have not seen a review from you, I'd love to, I'd love to read those reviews. I'd love to hear what you guys think about the show. And as always, you can connect with me over on Instagram at the Christine Jewel. So you guys, thank you again for being here until next time. Here's to loving fiercely, leading courageously. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable, heart-shifting content every time that will upgrade your life. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up to date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, a game-changing assessment tool, and exclusive member-only offers. Until next time, Warriors. Here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.